friendship that we have is unique because Christy is, um, she's my person. So when things go really wrong, and they have, she is the person that you call in the middle of the night. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think you have more than one of those. Welcome to Between Friends, the podcast exploring the role friendships play in our day-to-day lives. Joy, I'm 40. Don't say that out loud very often. <laughs> um, I was born in the US, in Virginia, but lived all over, and I live in London now. Hi, I'm Christy, I'm 39, and I uh, was born in Southport, Lancashire, in the UK. And I um, lived all over, including Australia for a period, and I currently live in London. Welcome to another episode of Between Friends. Today we're welcoming Christy and Joy. Christy and Joy have been friends for 15 years. In 2007, when they hadn't actually known each other very long, they found themselves in a bar sharing a bottle of wine. Over the course of that evening, they decided they were both going to quit their jobs and go travelling together for six months. Joy describes this as not just a defining moment for our friendship, but for my life. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having us. (laughs) So we always start with, I know in a lot of cases a long time ago, but do you remember your first impression of each other? (laughs) I do. So we've joked about this for 15 years, I guess. Mm. Joy wasn't a fan. It's not true. (laughs) It's not true. I think I was intimidated. You were very, very cool. I mean, yes. And, and as, you, <laughs> as you still are today, but you're, you're, you were, the amount by which you were cooler than me then was greater than the amount by which you were cooler than me now. <laughs> Do you think you got cooler or I got less cool? <laughs> but for sure. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, we met the Blackfriars yeah. pub in uh, the city in central London and we were introduced by a really close mutual yeah. friend actually, who's still a really close mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember clearly because Joy had jogged there and she was in her running kit and I remember if she thought I was really cool, I was like, oh my God, I'm so lazy compared to this person <laughs> who's literally run to the pub. But what, I mean, what a dorky thing to do, like run to the pub <laughs> in your running gear and meet up, the, I mean, come on. It, but conversely, I remember Christy t- being there and talking about some really, really cool party that she had been to and all the cool people that were there. And I was just like, I've never been to anything like that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, these are, this she seems really cool. I hope we can be friends. Seems being the opportunity. <laughs> so how old would you both have been at that um, point and then like what stage of life? Yeah, uh, I was 24. So I would have been 26? 25, 26, 26 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and stage of life is an interesting one actually because um, I think about it 
in two ways. One, professionally, I think we were both fairly early in our careers, but Joy was definitely further along, definitely being paid more. And mm. um, and then kind of relationship-wise, a little bit different, like in terms of boyfriend relationships, and I would hate mm-hmm. to define a time in life based on that, but it was kind of the impetus for us to when we made our decision to go off travelling, mm. I think. So... Yeah, I had been in a long-term relationship for a few years at that point. Um, and it was... The direction it was heading was not a positive one. So yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think we were... Whether we were in relationships or not, and both of us at different, maybe slightly different um, stages in our career, slightly different stages in our career, we were just lost. and mm, I mean, yeah. having fun with it, but lost. Mm-hmm. And just trying to find our way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's... Perfectly accurate. <laughs> Lost in the best possible yeah. way, not negatively. We yeah. were just like, we could do anything. We could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And we kind of knew it and wanted to, both of us had the same attitude toward like embracing that. Yeah, just like wide-eyed and... Mm. So we've heard a bit obviously about how you sort of got to know each other. I'm really curious to hear about this sort of defining moment that you've both mentioned where you decided to kind of take what sounds like a leap of faith and and go traveling together. Mm. So I'd love to hear about the thought process of that. And also, what was it about your relationship that made you confident that that was a person to go with? Do you know what the funny thing about this is? Even to this day, and it's many years ago now, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. that we we left and went on this journey I can recall in visceral detail how I felt where we were sitting if we mm-hmm. went back to that place like the lighting in the bar the smells everything there of that night and I think that speaks to yeah the defining momentness of it all um I don't know I think I think it's important to set the scene in yeah. terms of how we where we were yeah. and how we were feeling yeah um I was unhappy. I wasn't, um, you know, I was in an unfulfilling job. Mm. I think that was the, the crux of it for me. I wasn't in a relationship and it just felt, it felt like perhaps it was, it was time for a change, but it was one of those moments where you just feel stuck. Cut to Christy. Mm. And we're, we're having a bottle of wine, having discussion about all of these things. Yeah. And I had just come out of that long-term relationship I mentioned earlier so just under five years and it ended really awfully and I was also kind of working in a role that you know wasn't the most inspiring thing in the world also just feeling like something dramatic needed to happen to change the course of how um how, what, our, what my future and I always say what our future is like, <laughs> which is more accurate actually yeah yeah and I think we just we were basically just commiserating mm. and then it started with a joke it started with because you had you had planned on taking at one point you had planned on taking a trip mm. with your ex oh yes indeed and that was it was sort of the the you know, they had to decide whether or not they were going to stay together because this trip was coming up. And um, that's where it ended. And I joked, I said, well, you should just quit your job and go anyway. Hell, I should just quit my job and go with you. And am I remembering it correctly that it was between that night and us going was this 
bizarrely short amount of time. I feel like it was six weeks or something. It, it was, was really quick. very, very quick. Yeah. And it, I, for me, it was like, if I don't do this quickly, I'm going to change my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it was wonderful. So I remember we met um, in Bangkok Airport. We'd both been, it was just after Christmas, so we'd both been with our families at Christmas. We met in Bangkok Airport. We were so loud. (laughs) (laughs) It must have been such a scene. We saw each other across and we were across the the airport. We were like, (laughs) (laughs) really fun. Oh my God. Yeah. Really fun. How long were you traveling for and how did your friendship dynamic change in that time? Mm. Mm, Interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, we were also doing pretty amazing things, mm-hmm. so it's quite distracting. Like, <laughs> also, we had this saying that we would repeat to each other throughout the whole trip, which still makes me get a little bit emotional, mm-hmm. which whenever we were worried about um, missing a plane or not having, you know... Not like, getting to where we were supposed to be or whatever, we would just look at each other and say, like, you, me, our backpacks... <laughs> As long as we've got that. As long as we've got those, it doesn't really matter, right? And so we still say that to each other every now and then when we're going through a hard period. I I still, whenever I'm really upset, Joy will say, you, me, our backpacks. And it's still to this day, really, it's reassuring. I don't know. That is all that matters. I mean, we did some... We did some pretty character-building activities. So one of them, um, we both got our paddy, um, our scuba diving certificate, um, which was a really big challenge for me. I wasn't expecting to... Um, I had basically panic attacks and claustrophobia during the process of learning that. Joy was extraordinarily supportive and patient. That was a real trial being yes. in... Right. Well, I mean, you, you think it was so, you know... It wasn't that hard to be patient while you're sitting in beautiful Thailand. And, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, it was certainly a trial for me. And I think the going through things like that together is quite character building and quite mm-hmm. important. I think we, you know, you do all of those things and just the, the art of traveling and figuring out, you know, just sort of um, problem solving mm-hmm. together and all of that. You do, you learn a lot, but I don't think we had like all the answers at the end of the trip. Oh, no, certainly not. We spent the next several years lost. (laughs) I'm curious how your friendship changed, because you both went on to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, How do female friendships change when you get a significant other that then becomes your family? Mm. Yeah, it's a big big change. We had slightly different timing, which Mm -hmm. was... um, not always easy. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Do you want to talk on that? Sure. Um, it's funny, like, going back to that time and mm. getting emotional. Because obviously it doesn't bother me anymore, but <laughs> I can remember how much it hurt. Christy met her husband, who is amazing, and I love him. Um, but the day she called me to tell me that they got engaged... I could tell that she was pained to tell me because I was in a, a shitty relationship and I needed to get out. And we were just in such different places. And um, that was the first time that I realized 
how you could be simultaneously thrilled for someone and really sad for yourself at the same time. And it's really, it has happened since, you know, that, that feeling. But um, I think it's something that, well, and oh, the dynamic too with that one was all of our friends had gotten married and we were the last two. Mm-hmm. So I felt that was disconcerting to me. <laughs> um, and I don't, I doubt I'm the first person to have felt that way. Yeah. But it was, it was really hard. It was really hard the other way too, because I had zero concerns about the fact that Joy would meet someone and be happy forever. And, you know, she's obviously and clearly like a brilliant, easily loved person. Um, and I, I wanted to reassure her constantly of that, but it sounds a bit dismissive and it sounds like you're not, yeah. you don't understand. And I did understand because we'd been there, we'd been each other's date to All the a weddings. dozen weddings mm. prior to that. Like we'd been on that singles table with, you know, the drooling uncle and <laughs> the slightly cockeyed cousin for like, <laughs> for, for years, right? <laughs> And it was always kind of our joke, right? So I also felt extremely happy that I'd met my husband, but um, I also felt a sadness for that camaraderie changing shape and um, not being on the same page as we had been so closely yeah. for the years, all the years that had gone before. Mm. And so, yeah, so it was a really tough time. But But also, interestingly, I don't think I ever felt... <laughs> in competition or I never felt like I was deprioritized when you were in a relationship or when you got married. It was just part, it was a family Mm -hmm. took a different shape. Yeah. Because as you said, Joy, you're definitely not the first person to have felt this way. So Christy, when you were then engaged or married and there was a period where Joy was single, how did you, like what steps did you take to ensure that she did feel still a really significant part of your life um we did have a phase for a few years actually where we would surprise each other on our birthdays <laughs> and i don't know why it was a surprise because we did it like <laughs> basically every birthday we would fly oh. as a surprise to someone's to whatever country that person whose yeah. birthday was living um so yeah i mean that always makes you feel super special someone's prepared mm-hmm. to you know fly across yeah. the oceans for you but besides being slightly conscious of the sensitivities around it, Joy also wanted to be completely part of the whole process during that time. Oh my gosh, like yeah. She was my, you know, chief bridesmaid. So, of course, so yeah, I think it was... Um, I, I, I don't know how to explain it other than I entirely understood both sides of the coin for that dynamic, which yeah. was like, I get that she feels sad about it, but she also wants to go dress shopping and hear about our first song selection and all of that stuff. And also, if you think about the chronology as well, well, that pain was obviously deep, as noticed through my sobbing. (laughs) Um, The, it was short-lived because Mm, I met my now husband shortly thereafter. And, um, and, and things changed. And by the time your wedding wedding came around, he was my plus one in the wedding. So I think, the important point there, too, is that our partners 
by the time any relationship was going to get serious with between myself and someone else or Christy and someone else, like they would be very, very aware of who Christy was and, mm. and of who I am. Oh yeah. I and, did a betting meeting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I mean, so like there's an understanding about that. This is sort of a package deal. I mean, I think the big, the only <clears throat> really big behavioral change is the result after having kids because mm-hmm. you're, just physical and mental availability is extremely uh, adjusted, put it that way. And so I think, um, but we also, I feel like we weathered that quite well. I mean, we're still bothering it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ongoing (laughs) process. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we've done pretty well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're sitting here. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Obviously, I know that your kids now are really similar age yeah. and so they're going to grow up together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know from when we talked before that you both said that was one of the toughest times of your mm-hmm. friendship. Um, are you happy to tell us a bit more about that? Your turn. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, for me, by far the hardest. Um, so, yeah, I had my, my son, Ernest, um, in 2014 and then um, Joy and... My godson. Yes, I got <laughs> Uh, Joy and her partner um, spent a lot of a lot of time um, con- trying to conceive, um, and that was a very difficult period for Joy. I completely understandably. Um, I mean, it was almost two years in the end. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of people go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's talked about a lot, but it was harder than I thought it would be. We went to spend the weekend with Joy and David um, and uh, learned that they were expecting after a lot of effort. Um, and celebrated, we, and we, we were celebrated. very excited. We were very delighted. And they were the only people to know. Um, Not even my family or anyone. Yeah. What we didn't know that weekend when we were celebrating is that I was also pregnant. Um, this is a very big surprise. And uh, I was found out. I went, I did the pregnancy test, I got a positive, and I couldn't wait to call Joy and tell her. This is what, um, five or six days later or something yeah. like that? Yeah. I couldn't wait to call her and tell her. Uh, and I did. She was like, literally, I did the pregnancy test and was like, John, I'm pregnant, I'm calling Joy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I called her and I was like, oh my God, you're not going to believe it. Like, I've just had this amazing news. Um, I didn't know it was hours after Joy had miscarried. And it was awful. I can't even tell you. I couldn't take back the way I had told her, which was so insensitive. It wasn't your fault. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't prepared with what to say. With that news. I mean... Um, and I felt so guilty because not only was I pregnant and Joy wasn't, but I had got pregnant accidentally, very easily, which is very different to her experience. And what was already a horrific experience for her to go through, I had made worse. Where I think often I'm her... Um, go-to person for such difficult times I wasn't able to be that either yeah and so yeah that was really really horrible 
And um, I mostly looking back on that, I feel bad for Christy. Oh my god! Honestly, I mean, you couldn't write that, right? That is a dr- <laughs> like that is really bad drama writing, <laughs> and um, the way that that played out, and um, she couldn't have known. It was it was not her fault the way that it played out, and um, but the fact of the matter, even if it hadn't been so dramatic in the way that that we both learned those pieces of information, the fact of the matter was that she was pregnant again, and I wasn't, and that would have been hard regardless, and it um, it was it was just another one of those times though where I had to grapple with the idea that I could be so happy for her and so devastated for myself at the very exact same time. And they were just two very, very separate things. And I remember I told her that I just needed a little bit of time that I couldn't, um, you know, you know, I needed a little bit of time to process that and sort of like separate those two feelings in my brain. Um, but I think, you know, I think we met up we did. a day or two later. I can't, I can't even walk past that place that we met up at. I know. Like, good. It wasn't very good. <laughs> we didn't need to go back there, but, um, I mean, I was, st- I remember still, <clears throat> it was soon because I was still dealing with the physical aspect of it. I remember that. And, uh, um, we met up and had a milkshake, I think, um, <laughs> and um, just cried. And we moved on, though. I mean, it was, it, that was a very short gap because our kids are three months apart. Yeah, right? so. yeah. So in the end, um, um, we ended up getting pregnant again three months later. Hmm. We have three amazing kids between us. Yeah. Um, three boys. Three boys. And we are well and truly outnumbered. <laughs> and, um, we are, and they are the ones that we were meant to have. So yeah, it, it was incredibly difficult, but we, if we can make it through that, I, I, I cannot conceive of a circumstance we are friendship can't thrive in i think um <clears throat> you know all the things we talked about before the challenges we went through on um you know our travels and just going through like that journey of like discovering what the rest of our life is going to be like through our 20s prepared us to deal with mm. those yeah. tough situations right because i think you get that kind of depth of um I want to call it like collateral, but I know that's not the right word, but you get like enough experiences and enough knowledge and enough cushioning from each other's relationships that actually there's plenty of space to deal with really challenging things because you're prepared to deal with Mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah. But not fun. Wouldn't want to go through it again. No. I think what struck me the most in that, you know, incredibly... Um, tough story is about that idea you can be so close to somebody that you can simultaneously hold your own pain and happiness for them um, 
because almost the, both of the experiences are yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Because when they're not happening at the exact same time, <laughs> it's really it's amazing to be um, to when when Christy has a a success or you know uh, something great happens in her life or one of her kids' lives. It's it's sort of it's multiplying. You know, I I feel like it's happening to me in yeah. a lot of ways, and yeah, same. That's that's amazing, and you know, and it's true for the for the converse as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but when it happens all at the same time, it's it's very <laughs> challenging. <laughs> true, it is challenging. I kind of have this image of when tough things happen, and also when happy things happen, that like the strongest people around you, it's basically this idea of like closing ranks and it's Mm. either to like protect or to celebrate and it's this Mm -hmm. like physical thing and it gets like built up and strengthened over time. Yeah. And it's just like, you have to be so entrenched in someone's feelings and when, and it means like you have so much capacity to give that to your friend Mm -hmm. when they're going through a really tough time. Right. And I think too, the important part of that and an important part of that is, is history. Yeah. And that doesn't happen overnight. It's yeah. it's it gets built up over time. Mm-hmm. And I think I really I I work hard at my friendships. Yeah, like I you, you know, there's there's a certain amount of effort that has to go into maintaining that and not letting them you know, friendships um wax and wane, of course. But you have to look after them too. Mm-hmm. And otherwise they don't last long enough mm. to have that history to um to be able to re- close ranks and, and rely on people and and share those experiences in the way that you do so obviously you know each other very well um if you had to name one thing that makes this friend unique compared to all your other friends what would you say so i i think it's the combination of that like pragmatism and proactiveness that you talked about with organization with this like extreme vulnerability and openness and this humility and generosity and those two things don't often go together right that's a very unique unis that I don't think I've never met anyone else with it someone Mm. who can be so decisive and so thoughtful Mm. but so emotionally aware and so personally um intelligent that it works together and I just I just I wish I had more of that I wish the world had more of that frankly like it's such a, an incredible attribute I don't even know what it's called <laughs> joy <laughs> perfect we'll, we'll label it thank you for that um the friendship that we have is unique because Christy is, um, she's my person. So when things go really wrong, and they have, she is that person that, that I call. I mean, without thinking about it for more than 10 seconds, she is the person that you call in the middle of the night. And... Um, You know, I I don't think 
you have more than one of those. And mm-hmm. I think it's because Christy um, is never... She has an ability to be completely um, non-judgmental, but also tell you what it is you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from just a deep... She's, she's intellectual and, and, and smart, but there's an underlying... There's just a, a fierceness of, of love. Um, so... Yeah. I do love you fiercely. <laughs> good. Good, good. If you could give your friend one piece of advice that you wish that they would take, what would it be? I feel like I'm not in a position to be dispensing advice to Joy. She does very well. I don't know. Like all of us, I think Joy has some um, perceptions of herself which aren't true. And I, I think, you know, without naming them, I wish that there were, I wish that Joy had a confidence in all, all the things I was saying before when we were talking about what makes her unique in that, like, it is not just unique in that I like it, it's unique in that it is so, um, it shines such a light in every situation, professionally, personally, like, there are times when Joy's combination of, you know, intellect and emotional intelligence is so head and shoulders above anyone else Mm. in terms of interpreting a situation and I just I wish she could see what I see yeah I think that's I'm working on it (laughs) I think that's probably the closest I would get to advice um my advice to Christy she should write more Mm. she's a beautiful writer and the world needs to read it it's there, she's the problem is, is she's good at a lot of things like being a mom and um, kick ass in business and um, being an amazing wife and friend and all of those things and it's hard to hard to carve out the time but uh, she has to because it's her calling one day she will it's true one day <laughs> so now we move on to a quick fire round um, so the first one what is your funniest memory with each other I wonder if we wrote the same thing here. I know. I wrote... One, two, three? Yeah. Okay. One, okay. two, three. Washing Housing each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. We were hiking through the mountains in uh, Chiang Mai in Thailand, mm-hmm. and uh, we were staying overnight with a hill tribe, and um, they just had this shack with a hose, and obviously we've been, we needed a wash desperately, but it was just this kind of pitiful dribble of water out of the hose. And we were A hose that was supposed to rinse the toilet. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that bit. Yeah. So we were like basically naked in a mud hut in the hill tribe, <laughs> trying to like splash each other with this hose water. And I mean, it was... And there was a long queue of people waiting outside yeah. and we're laughing, pissing I, ourselves. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <sighs> what is a funny or annoying habit that they have that only a close friend would know. <laughs> what did you put? Um, Christy's funny 
habit is like constantly losing stuff and constantly, (laughs) constantly being like rummaging through this like crazy bag and being like, I've lost it. I've lost it. Oh my gosh. I've lost my keys. I've lost my keys. And then I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I count to 10 and she's like, oh wait, there they are. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. It's definitely Um, true. I put, um, your drunk dancing face. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's that awesome pout. I love it. And it's so funny because I I can almost do like a 10 second countdown to when it gets busted out and I out. Yeah. Uh, so imagine the two of you were cast away on a desert island. How would you fare? I can we make that happen? Like, <laughs> I said we've basically done that. Yeah, we have. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I mean, can you imagine? It'd be amazing. Like, what if we had like just the two of us, a couple of books, and nothing else. I can't think of anything. Yeah, else. I said um, yeah. We've we've basically done this before, um, and I would love to do it again. Um, but yeah, we like can exhaust pretty much any topic. Mm-hmm. Like from foreign affairs to taxidermy, everything mm-hmm. in between. Yes. Like we can get there. Um, yeah, I I think we would fare perfectly, perfectly well. Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing. Well, um, guys, we're at the end of our time, but amazing. thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been really eye-opening, hasn't it? Um, I'm Eleanor. I'm Christina, and this has been Between Friends. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> So this episode, more than any of the others, I've listened to again and again. And I think it's taken me several listens to fully kind of be able to form an opinion on um, what was covered. And I think definitely it was one of the more challenging episodes that we did in terms of a lot of the topics I couldn't really relate to on surface level, I think, because, you know, I've obviously never been married and I don't have kids, but at the same time, the kind of core concepts that were brought up about how friends can support each other and how strongly um emotionally like dependent you can be on a friend is actually kind of the same and I could relate to that once I kind of unpacked it a bit Mm. yeah I completely agree um it was so interesting hearing how friendships can uh weather the times in your life that are so formative like getting married having children it sounds like just turn your life upside down in in a great way and it's not something that you know a lot of people that we know have experienced and I think more than anything it showed me that um that friendships and the what builds the relationship it's not about the situations it's about the friendship itself and the dynamic between those two people um like the the one point that really like brings tears to my eyes every time listening back to it is about um that feeling of being simultaneously thrilled for your friend and sad for yourself because so often your lives do just go in parallel you know with somebody you've been close to for a long time and so you'll face the same hurdles at the same time but they won't necessarily go the same way for you both um so while I haven't experienced the same um hurdles that some of the ones that Joy and Christy mentioned I did really relate um because actually in my own life um me and my best friend um, were applying for university at the same time, same university, uh, same subject. We really bonded over our love of that subject. Um, and she got in and I didn't. And I really empathised with that feeling of 
going to visit her at university and thinking, you know, this is the life that I might have had. And I was simultaneously so happy for her and so thrilled that she was having um, an amazing time there and thinking, what if? And I had to sort of reconcile those two feelings to myself. And that's exactly the process that um, Joy and Christy went through. And I think also when you deal with something yourself, you internalise it and you can kind of create the narrative in, you know, the history that you remember. But when somebody else is so deeply entrenched in it, you can't really shape your own narrative. And, you know, it was just so, like, real when Joy was talking about... Um, that kind of gap of when Christy was engaged and she wasn't and she was kind of saying like I don't even know why I'm so upset because clearly life worked out and you know in your case life worked out but you can't internalize feelings in the same way because you share them with someone Mm. else and I think that's how in a second remembering how you felt brings you back to that moment Mm. even though there is emotions in a lot of cases are not even there anymore and that's what builds that relationship for the future because yeah exactly that was however many years ago now but my friend still knows that what that feeling was for me and is we're closer because of it. So um, tough things like that bring people closer for the long term. And I think also talking about these commonalities when on the surface someone is different or has experienced really different things was really evident in the um, answer to the question that we ask everyone of what advice would you give? And immediately um, Christy said to Joy, I wish you saw in yourself what I saw and believe in yourself more. And we've heard that time and time again. And the way a friend can see that in you and just recognize that in you, it just shows how well your friends know you and also how kind of fundamental that is in people throughout their whole lives, no matter how great other people see them to be. But those insecurities are there. And that's why you like need your friends to mm. see them in you too. Yeah, they... I've had that advice too, you know, see yourself as I see you. And somebody once said to me, and I wasn't sure if I agreed with it at the time, but now I think I do, that the number one um, advice you should take is from your friends, not your family, because they know you so well, but not so well that their vision is clouded. And I actually think um, this is a really good example of that, that I think many of us would be better off if we saw ourselves as our friends see us. Mm. And you know what they say? Friends of the family you choose. (laughs) I was wondering how long it would take to get that in. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Between Friends. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread the word as it really helps other people to find us. You can email us on talk.betweenfriends at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at betweenfriendspod. Thanks as always to our guests for sharing their story and to everyone who helped us produce this episode and a special thanks to Harry Nicholson who composed our wonderful jingle. And finally, thanks to you, our listeners. I don't even know why we needed instruments to do it. I could have just sung it. Yes.